The evil that men do lands on. We gonna bang your head! You are now listening to the Music Mania podcast, a hard-hitting show featuring all things hard rock and heavy metal. And now here are your hosts, the twins of chaos, Clint Switzer and Paul Lagana. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be a monkey's uncle, but I think right now I got Paul Lagana in studio with us here on the Music Mania Podcast. Joining me once again, <laughs> it has not been the same without you, partner. I had to record some interviews where, where you couldn't be there, but this is it. You're, I'm looking at you right now. Clint, We can shake and, hands if we wanted to. Back and better than ever again. As And by the way, you do look like a monkey's uncle, so uh, that uh, that's par for the There's part. a reason why we're not on television, my <laughs> man, I'll tell you that. No, it, it's great to be back again, man, and, and uh, we've, we've got a great show again today. Oh, we absolutely do because, um, you know, one of my favorite artists growing up, uh, one of my favorite songs growing up has always been the breakup song by Greg Ken Band. That song resonated with me as an, from an early age going over to my neighbor's house. They were uh, playing in a garage band and uh, hearing them play that song. It always it just always stuck with me. And that song always just growing up, I always was a huge fan. And, of course, Greg Ken went on to, you know, Jeopardy, number one single. It, uh, just the stuff they were able to do in the 80s, he slugged it out in the Bay Area in the late 70s only to, to, to you know, achieve fame in the 80s, uh, only to kind of go into other areas. Greg went into radio and uh, he was written horror novels. He's a writer. He's just sort of a renaissance wow. man. He has a new album out called Rekindled, which just came out March 17th. It's a really good album. I want everybody to go to gregken.com. Check out that new album because it is really good. Classic Greg Ken sounding. We're so pleased to be able to talk to him. This is really big for really for both of us because I know, especially from the area, you were from the right. from L.A. Uh, when he was coming up. Of course, he's from the Bay Area, but right. how cool, man. Well, he just basically the breakup song just exploded on the scene when i was i think i was a junior in high school i think it came out in 81 and uh obviously at first you know you'd listen to it and think oh well this is kind of a you know a novel you know type deal but i mean it absolutely exploded and uh, it's catchy uh, you know, and then he follows it up with Jeopardy, obviously, with which uh, was more of a pop hit, right? But you know, and and, and breakup song, I always liked the the uh, vocal style and that, which is more gravel vocals. It almost reminds you more, you know, of, of like a Brian Adams type song that would come later, you know, in the '80s, like a Summer of '69, kind of those type of that type of vibe is what it has to me, kind of like a summer song that just won't go away. Right, right, and he's going to talk a little bit about how. The, the two songs actually came about, which is uh, pretty quick, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll hear in the interview that uh, maybe, and I, I like Greg's philosophy on it, which is that some of the best songs um, get written pretty quickly, get recorded. You you, you got the idea in your head. Uh, you write it. You sit down and write it, and you record it. In this, in his case, well, here it only took. 15 minutes to write uh, both of his two biggest hits, but I'll tell you what, it is our pleasure at this time to go ahead and bring on our special guest this week on the Music Media Podcast. It is Mr. Greg Kin, the ringleader of the Greg Kin Band. Greg, welcome to the show. How is everything going in your world, my man? Everything's going great. Couldn't be better. Got a new album out, uh, which I, I'm very proud of. I think it's uh, our best album in, in eons. It's our first 
studio album in 20 years. Can you believe that? I was going to say, 21 years. This is unbelievable. And, and, uh, and, and Why now? Why now, Greg? Why did why does this happen now? Why rekindled? And, and just kind of talk about the process and, and why you decided to, to bust it out here in 2017. Well, you know, I was working in radio until five years ago uh, when I left the radio business. And I, I'd been on the air doing the morning show on K-Fox uh, for the last 18 years. So uh, obviously I couldn't go, I couldn't tour, I couldn't do much. I could only play on weekends. Now suddenly, uh, in the last couple of years, I got time on my hands. So the first thing I did was I went to the studio, Soundtech Studios in Campbell, California, and started cutting a new album, which was a labor of love because I was writing with my son, Rye, and uh, Robert, uh, Robert, uh, uh, our bass player, and uh, you know that was, and it was just, it was the right, time, it was the right time to do it. You know what I mean? I, I'd always sure. I'd been thinking about it, and suddenly I had time to do it. So we went to the studio, uh, we cut the album. Everybody was you know, very happy. It was all new material, all original stuff. And um, and there you have it. So we're back. We're back on the uh, we're back on the trail again. We're playing dates around the country. Um, the album is selling well. People are really responding really well to it. Uh, I could tell you about you know how we recorded it and stuff. But really, it was it was very organic. You know, when you yeah. write a song, and uh, like so, like for my my best songs, like Breakup Song and Jeopardy, were both written in like fifteen minutes. <laughs> That's so they crazy. Just, and, it, and it just popped out. It was like really organic. It just you know it just floated into my mind and. That's the way you really write. That's the way you write a hit song. You know, the ones that you sweat over for weeks don't even make the album. <laughs> the one that you whip out in fifteen minutes. That's a single. <laughs> That's absolutely, and I and I, I want to you know this album just came out on March seventeenth, so it's just been out a few weeks. Uh, Gregkin.com is where you can go get that. I, Greg, I assume this thing's available on on any number of mediums now that we have you know we have all these digital uh, options. I'm Spotify and iTunes and all this stuff, and I'm sure there's a physical copy available somewhere. I assume you can get this on a lot of, in a lot of different ways. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do that these days. Yeah, we've come a long way from eight tracks. Huh? <laughs> Yes, I can't, that was my first. I still have, by the way, an eight track of my first album. God, I don't even remember what year it was, but I, mean, I don't think they make those things anymore. But the, the nice thing about you know working with my son and the guys, it, it, it was a real, um, it was a real family affair. You know, I'm really close to the guys in the band, and uh, it was really interesting to come up with. Uh, with a new idea like for instance the first song that we did for the new album was Big Pink Flamingo great song yes and I, I had gotten I'd been thinking about it and I talked to Rye and I said hey Rye I want to write a song kind of like Oh Well by Fleetwood Mac you remember that one yes 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 and it, had, and it was like a riff and then it would stop and then it would sing and then it was a riff 
And I said, let's do something like that. He goes, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Dad. How about <laughs> something like Black Dog by Led Zeppelin? Exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to do. So the next day, he comes back. He does his homework. He comes back. He's got this guitar riff. And it was wonderful. It was a great guitar riff. And I just start, started singing out of the clear blue, uh, Big Pink Flamingos. It just popped into my mind. And we wrote that song in like 15 minutes. It was it was effortless. Uh, and, you know, what it was, it was, like I said before, it was very organic. Like it just, you know, it just wrote itself. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm just really enjoying this album. That's one of my favorite songs. But another one is "The Life I Got" is probably my favorite song on the album right now. I, just uh, having yeah. listened to it a little bit, uh, just just you know that one's such a classic Greg Ken song. That's one you could have heard, you know, right in there um, from, from you know from the early days, and it just it really brings you back. You know, that I really enjoy that one. Yeah, well, one of the things that people are saying about the new album is that you know this really sounds like a Greg Ken album. You know, like I haven't lost anything it's really kind of picked up where we left off and um it, it seems to me that the more we the more we don't try the better we do it, it, does that make any sense to you the, the, yeah. the more you don't try the better it is it's, it's kind of a weird thing but it's like the power of being able to organically grow these songs in the studio and I think that was the, the, the I think that was the real crux of what we were doing in the studio uh, I just feel like uh, it was time to make the album uh, you know my 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 situation presented itself I just finished uh, another novel so that came out last spring I'm working on another one for the fall. So it was the perfect time to come out with a new album and uh, go out and hit the road and play some gigs. And I got to tell you, playing with the new band with uh, with my son on lead guitar and Robert Berry on bass, and we have a new drummer, uh, Dave Lauser, from the uh, Sammy Hagar band. He was with Sammy for like many yeah. years. He's on loan from Sammy because Sammy's, you know, he's doing chicken foot and Van Halen and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, so he let me use um, Dave Lauser for the summer, and we're going to go out and play some gigs. And man, I'm telling you, playing live again is the biggest kick in the world. I just love it. The, the band is tight. The vocals are good. The new material is fun to play. Uh, and of course, we're doing all the hits, too. That's awesome, Greg. Hey, Greg, obviously, we're going to get into, you know, uh, the 80s, obviously, with the breakup song and Jeopardy. But before I do, how did it come about that you uh, you, you got your son to get into the band? I mean, uh, uh, did you have to recruit him? Or, or I mean, what? how did that come about? Well, he actually, he grew up backstage watching the Greg Kinn band ever since he was a kid. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of great guitar players over the years. We had Greg Douglas and uh, we had uh, Jimmy Lyon and Joe Satriani and when Joe was in the band I was a teenager and uh, he started taking guitar lessons from Joe Satriani and uh, next thing I know he was in Berkeley School of Music and 
Uh, he graduated a, a uh, jazz guitar major from Cal Arts. So the kid can play anything, and he, he's really uh, a versatile guitar player. But just having that guy, you know, my son, you know, right. it's, it's like uh, a lot of times he knows what I'm going to do before I do it, and vice versa. We've been, you know, we've been uh, together well since day one, I guess you could say. <laughs> right. Well, and a lot of people don't realize Joe Satriani was uh, in your band briefly as well leading up to this. And my gosh, what he's gone on to do, you kind of gave him a break. Yeah. And now you see what Joe's yeah. done. He's works with Sammy Hagar as well, like you said. So, you know, it's kind of a lot of, a lot of connections there. You know, that's what music's about. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of the bands here in the Bay Area, see, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yep. We're all friends, you know, like, uh, I got some gigs coming up here uh, with Huey Lewis in the news. I've known Huey going back to the day they founded that that uh, band. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, you know, Night Ranger and Journey and all of these bands, we all kind of came up together. And so, like, if I get a... Uh, if I get a gig and uh, I'm doing a, I'm doing an opener, uh, and they say, "Hey, we, we want you to open for Journey," no problem. I already did that. In fact, we opened for Journey for about two years right. back in the '80s, right. uh, back when uh, Jeopardy was number one. Absolutely. So, talk a little bit about that, Greg. Uh, you know, obviously, the breakup is what puts you guys on the map. What? How did that actually come about? As far as uh, you know, you said it, it basically was a fifteen-minute deal writing the song. But but how, how did you guys? How did it actually uh, just explode? Because that's exactly what it did. You know, I I don't know what it was about the breakup song that was so attractive to everybody, but it really seemed to to push everybody's buttons. For instance, uh, 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 <laughs> is translatable into any language. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> you know, like I go to Tokyo and they, people come up to me in the street and they go, oh, you a guy? I go, ah, 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 I like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, and the same thing for Jeopardy, you know. So we go around the world and, and, and people see us for the first time. And I think uh, the first, I think what they're what they're reacting to is how relaxed the band is and, and how much fun we have. You know, uh, here's a funny story. I used to do a lot of gigs with Joan Jett. I love Joan, and we've been, you know, buddies forever. And uh, when my mom and dad were alive, we used to do a lot of gigs with Joan back in New Jersey and the Long Island and stuff like that. And my mother walks up to Joan Jett after the, at, backstage after the gig, and she goes, Honey, you're such a good-looking girl. Why don't you smile? Smile! <laughs> I, and I said, Ma, Joan Jett does not smile. No. She's not a smiler. She's a grimacer. You know, she's all, she's all business. She doesn't smile. I smile. People will come and look at my band, uh, you know, like the gig we played last week in in, uh, in Chicago, and people are thinking, you know, these guys look like they're having fun. Absolutely. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's, you know, fooling around. Uh, uh, I just like to, I, I tell you, I, I love my job, and I love playing live, and that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, 
back with a new album. I tell you, it couldn't be, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been a better time to do it than right now. I'm so glad for that. That's just, and it's great to see. Rekindled is the name of the band. Of course, going along with uh, some of your other album titles, it just worked out perfectly. Rekindled after 21 years, and you know, never, I've you know always wondered because uh, obviously Jeopardy was huge. It was parodied by Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, I lost on Jeopardy. We know, and a lot of artists will talk about how it's a kind of a badge of honor to be parodied by a guy like Weird Al. Yet others are like Prince that wanted nothing to do with it, and I believe Coolio as well for uh, Amish Paradise, you know. But what, what was your feelings on that? Because I think that it only gives this, your song more staying power, at least in my mind. Well, I was, uh, he called me up. Weird Al called me up one day, and uh, he said, I, I was thinking about doing a parody. They have to get your permission to do the parody. And of sure. course, I was very flattered. I mean, because it meant, it, it meant that I was um, well, well known enough to be parodied by Weird Al. And uh, I thought his 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 version of "I Lost on Jeopardy" was brilliant. I got to make a, a, a cameo appearance in the video, which was a lot of fun. Absolutely, I, I got remember. to meet I, I got to meet Don Pardo. That was cool. But you know, I it was it was always um, it was always a labor of love, and it was always something that I wanted to do. I never felt like I had a job. It was always you know, like a calling. And over the years, you know, uh, the fact that that uh, all the new songs came out so nicely and we were re- recording it all in uh, Soundtech Studios with, with Ryan, with Robert, and with Dave, it was like every song was a new adventure. And uh, it to me, I loved, I mean, uh, you said about the life I love, yeah. the life I got, yes. which is one of my, that was the second, uh, that was the second song that we did for the album. First song was Pink Flamingo, second song was was uh, Life I Got, and that's a great song to do live, and people come up to me and they go, wow, you know, that really sounds like a great Kin song, because it's got, you know, it's got that make-up song kind of a mentality. But, you know, I, I just, I loved it, and it, and it really was. It was, like, easy. And, I, and it was, and it was really, it was a Greg Kinn song from top to bottom. And that was one of the reasons that we, uh, I think it was so easy to do the album. We weren't, we weren't working outside of the box. We were just messing around, having fun, coming up with great song ideas and I gotta say I'm very uh, I'm very proud with the batch of ideas that we came up with uh, this time you know some of those songs like uh, Cassandra is a good example that was one I just wrote by myself I was on my way to the studio it's a one hour drive from my house and by the time I got to the studio I had written the song in the car in you know, in my brain. Right. <laughs> and I had my notebook out, and I was just, like, scribbling stuff down. And when I got to the studio, I said, hey, I got a new song. We whipped it out, and literally, we did it in, like, 10 minutes. And it was like, wow. 
where did that thing come from? Yeah. I don't know, but let's do it every day. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the that's the way to do it. It's gregken.com. That's where you can go. Check out the new album, which is Rekindled. And Greg, you know how you you've done radio for uh for all those years. You've interviewed countless people and as you know, someone Paul and I have been have interviewed countless people here. What my question to you is, have you ever had an interview go completely off the rails where you just lost control? Because it's happened to us. It's uh, been a you know very memorable moment. Has it ever happened to you where you just lost complete control of your of somebody you had on your show? Yeah, actually, uh, it has happened to me once or twice. You know, the really cool thing was I got to to talk to a lot of my idols. You know, like I got to uh, uh, I got to interview Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney. I mean, like if you're a Beatles fan, it just doesn't get any better than that. It was just uh, yeah. a wonderful thing. But you know, those those uh, those songs that they just, you know, they just sprouted up like kind of like mushrooms. Yep. I can't, I keep saying this because it, it, it is kind of magical. You know, when you start off writing a song, you try to start with the magic, with something that's, you know, got the hook. And uh, when, when I did uh, Cassandra, I had written the song on the way to the studio. So when I got there, I just walked in and I said, let's try this. And they listen to it and they go, hey, that's great. And we did it in like 10 minutes. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and it worked. It worked. That's awesome, Greg. Greg, before we let you go, and you've been absolutely generous with your time here, uh, I want to ask you a little bit about Steve Wright, obviously, uh, his passing a couple of oh, months yeah. ago. Uh, obviously, you've credited him as you know being one of the most influential people for you, and uh, you guys both co-founded the band. So, just talk a little bit about him and and what he meant to you. Uh, Steve and I were like brothers, and it, it's been really painful. I mean, we lost Steve a couple of months ago, and he's been having health problems for a while. And you know, we started the Great Ken way back in like what seventy six yep. or something. Right. And he's been with me every step of the way. Uh, we, he co-wrote most of the songs with me. Uh, and Steve and I were like brothers. And um, it just, it, 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 it was a horrible thing when he first got his stroke. We had played, listen to this, this is the, the story. Uh, we had played the Kinser, which is just, uh which is a outdoor concert that we do every year. Yeah, Shoreline, uh, that's right. The radio station, and we yep. bring in some of our favorite acts. And this particular year, we were opening for The Who. And the, we had, I mean, that was great. I mean, I love The Who. I've always been a major Who thing. So um, we're doing, we're doing the, uh, we're doing, I, I, lost my, I lost my train of thought. Oh. Uh, Steve, yeah. See that again? We were talking about Steve and and then the the concert opening for who? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So we walk in. We're walking out onto the stage. Like Twenty thousand people there or something. And you know the who is there? So we're on our best behavior. <laughs> and uh, I, as we're walking to the stage, I look at Steve and he looks really pale. And I go, Steve, are you okay? You look really pale, man. Are you feeling all right? He goes, ah, I just got a flu or something. I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And then a, a minute later, he stops me. He says, you know, Greg, you got to play every gig as if it's your last gig. 
And I didn't really think about it until later because two weeks later he had a stroke. And the next thing I know, it was his last gig. And it was really, I mean, when he said, you know, that really hit home. But of all the guys, the original five men, them, the five members of the Greg Kinn Band, uh, we have, there was only two left standing. Uh, we lost Steve Wright, we lost Dave Carpenter, and uh, we lost Gary Phillips. And they were all like my brothers, and we started the band all those years ago. And uh, it was really, you know, I had to reinvent myself every couple of years. You know, I had to reinvent myself as a DJ, I had to reinvent myself as a novelist, I had to reinvent myself as a musician, and uh, be able to be able to, to shift uh, gears, you know, from one thing to another. That was, yeah. but losing Steve, that was the, that was the toughest, man. Because I love Steve. He was a great musician. He really, he was the heart and soul of the Greg Kin Band, and uh, I miss him a lot, a lot. Powerful story. Yeah, well, and it's a great legacy that the Greg Kin Band has, one that you're still carrying on, thank goodness, and that's wonderful. And guys, go to gregkin.com. You can get all the tour dates. It starts uh, here in just a couple weeks in uh, Folsom, California. April 22nd will be the first show, and there's a, a few shows sprinkled throughout the summer. Greg, best of luck on this new album. It's really good. It's so great to have you back. And if you ever get your, you get uh, get the band to Kansas City, you gotta you got to look us up because we got to come see you and, and shake your hand, man, because yeah, it's been such a pleasure. We're, we're going to yeah. need to get uh, we're gonna need to get a promoter in KC to get uh, to get a gig or two. Out. We're on it. We'll work on it for you. How about that? I don't know. We're not the best. You know, we, we don't really know what we're doing or anything. I hope that's not a problem. But you know. <laughs> hey, listen, none of us knows what we're doing, <laughs> so that's great. Yeah, well, well, great, perfect. Then. Hey, winging it out all the way. Greg, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. It's a huge pleasure for me growing up. Uh, and just a quick personal aside, the breakup song's always been my favorite song since the moment I went next door as a kid and my uh, my neighbors were playing in a garage band. They were playing the, uh, the the breakup song and all I knew was that, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I still can't do that yeah. drunk. No, uh, and that's, <laughs> that song has really got legs. It's really lasted. Doesn't it? Lasted. Yeah, it's been in a bunch of movies. Uh, it's yeah. one of the great it's one of the great garage band songs of all That's, time which is something nice because there's a little legacy I can leave for my for my son and for my grandkids yeah Absolutely. Grandpa that, wrote one of the great garage tunes <laughs> of all time. Hey, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that moment. And it's uh, so, uh, you know, just, just being a huge pleasure for uh, for us personally to be able to, to, to speak with you. And we hope you can come say hello to, at a show coming up here in the, in the not-too-distant future. So best of luck on the road. We'll be in touch. Best of luck with the new album. It's great stuff. Rekindled. Greg Ken, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. Thanks a ton, man. I appreciate it. And we'll do it again sometime. You betcha. We'll keep in touch. Thanks, Greg. Alrighty, bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Greg Kin of the Greg Kin Band and Clint. The guy is as personable as you can get, I think. Yeah, no, it really was. And um, his manager, John, he's hooked us up with some great interviews, man. He he told me before, and he goes, hey, um, whatever you know about Greg Kin, he's extremely personal. You're going to really love talking to him. And I've seen previous interviews that Greg's done. He's very outspoken, great guy, great musician, very talented. I mean, written Absolutely. these books. He's, uh, you know, did radio, um, interviewed people. You know, it's always weird when you interview someone that, you know, has done a lot of interviews themselves because, you know, you don't want to come off as you know asking the wrong questions sounding like an idiot which we do most of the time anyway but i think uh yeah. you know 
just being able to talk to Greg and go back uh, in his career and, uh, and to bring up what he's doing now, it's great. And he's very excited about this new album. And it is, yeah. it's rekindled, gregken.com. You can check it out. And I hope everybody will do that. And he, he sounds real excited, obviously, to be working with his son. Uh, yeah, that's really know. cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, getting our age you know in quotation marks meaning me you're, and greg you're not, not lumping not me Clint, in with your age category Clint, of course okay me and greg want to make sure uh you know uh projects with your son I, it's got to be for him uh, absolutely especially on that level the proudest you know? moment yeah you know? So. That's a good. That's a good way to put that, right. and I think that's a really cool part of what Greg's doing right now, and being able to have his son on board. And his son's a very accomplished guitar player. It's, it's not like just you know threw right. threw him in there after playing Guitar Hero for a couple years or something right. like that. I mean, it, it's great stuff. Hope you guys go out and are able to check out a gig. Again, the tour starts April twenty second in Folsom, California. Go to gregkin.com. You can get all the dates. I think he's got some sprinkled throughout the summer, all into August. Uh, you know, just hoping we get a chance to, to check him out someday because you know when you have a guy like that and um let's accomplish what greg has those songs are timeless you talk about jeopardy you talk about the breakup song they're timeless and to be able to experience that it's uh i've never been able to see greg live and i hope we get a chance to do it because my friend it is concert season and it's time to pack up the cooler and you know head once out again there. once again everybody needs to get out uh spring is in the air followed by summer so everybody needs to get out and support these guys these guys are as talented now as they were then so. well and you know greg's a big baseball fan and it's it's been like a few years since the giants have won a world series he's a big giants fan from the bay area they it's been a few years six though i know but it's time again you know it's it's not it's <laughs> been too long about that. We are, asked aren't that. we on the schedule for them to win it or was that last year they should have had won one again by now uh, it was every other year yeah, so it was 12, they're, they're out of 14. step yeah so they should have won it last got to be disappointing for greg only three world series in seven years now i think it is right, and he's actually sung the national anthem yeah. TNT Park many a time. Yeah, that's so. so cool. And I tell you what, guys, we got interviews coming up all through the spring and summer, and we hope you check those out. Last week, it was uh, just a huge pleasure to have to have Dave Minichetti from YNT on. What a great band. They're out on tour. A lot of good stuff going on here on the Music Mania Podcast. We hope you will subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Music Mania underscore show. God, that was a mouthful. Uh, Clint, as usual. I wish we had an easier Twitter. As usual, you are the man. You have done a great job in my absence. Uh, and again, everybody, get out, see a show, and thank you very much for listening.